It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, we've got Brian H. Waters, host of Breaking Through Glass Ceilings and the Wrestling Realm on the show as we get into the NBA playoffs. Recapping game two as the Heat take the 2-0 series lead over the Celtics and previewing the Nuggets-Lakers game one tipping off Friday night. All those details and more right here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and joining me is the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Brian H. Waters, host of Breaking Through Glass Ceilings and the wrestling realm. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you? Wow, wow, wow. Well, first of all, um, it's such a great intro, but I wouldn't expect nothing less than from the best, that being my sister, the one and only, the great <laughs> Miss Renee Washington. Uh, but I'm, I'm okay to that. You know, this has been a long week. <laughs> uh, so podcasting, I've actually recorded quite a few episodes this mm-hmm. week, and I have to say that's been the therapeutic part of this week dealing with uh the nine to five yes i will say i feel like i find myself at the end of every week saying this has been a long week (laughs) but it's friday it's officially friday as we're able to close out the final locked on wizards of the week so we are at the finish line for the week and brian we've got to get into what's going on around the nba playoffs specifically looking at the Heat taking a commanding 2-0 lead over boston after a win thursday night they win by five after being down by as many as 17. I don't know why 17 has become the magic number of deficits that teams are overcoming. The Eagles were up 17-0. They lost. The Heat were down 17-0. They came back and won. The Nuggets-Clippers game seven was a seven. I mean, what is up with 17? I have no idea. But um, anyways, another 17-point deficit. The Heat come back and win. And it was their defense that actually was a big reason behind them coming back to win this game. You and I both had the Celtics coming out of the East. Does this change your predictions at all? Or are you still thinking the Celtics have a chance to come back and win this? Um, I don't know. And I, if you don't mind, can I let you know what I just read on Twitter? Sure. About what just happened yeah, in the Yeah, I was going to get into that. I just heard about that as well. Uh- Okay, well, then I'll let you get it. But uh, I didn't know uh, because I literally saw it. But I really think – I know this Miami Heat team is dangerous. I think the Celtics can keep up with them. The games have been closed. So that gives me some sort of hope. But they got to close them out. But I don't think this series is over. The best part is it's in the bubble. Mm -hmm. There's no traveling. So I think that may benefit them. 
if we're looking at the way this is, technically the Miami Heat do have the home field advantage, home court advantage, because it's in Florida. But in this situation, they would have stolen it because the first two games mm-hmm. they won. But Miami, in my opinion, isn't that much better than the Celtics. They just wanted these last two games more. And it's funny you brought up the 17 being this magic number of uh, deficits, but I don't, I'm not ready to write off. Okay. Okay. Well, we did have the report that broke out as we're having this conversation just minutes beforehand around the chaos in the locker room. I know Gary Washburn, good friend of mine, who covers the Celtics was saying that Marcus Smart was not the only one yelling. There were definitely items thrown in a lot of yelling. So if anybody does not know what's going on, there were reports around chaos going on in the locker room, yelling. It sounded what sounded like items being thrown around. I know Malika Andrews of ESPN was saying that she was hearing um, loud objects being like they were being thrown around. And they actually asked Brad Stevens and Kemba Walker about it in the presser after just what's going on in the locker room right now. Kemba Walker said it was nothing. I got, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got much to speak on about it is what he said. But apparently the biggest voice that was heard, Marcus Smart saying some not safe for work uh, words and that y'all ain't bleep um, and yelling at his teammates. But what are your thoughts on this? I kind of like it actually. I'm not going to lie because you are in the Eastern Conference finals and you're now down 2-0. Like you have to do something to spark your, this team and get them going. So I'm okay with it. I mean, if you come out of a loss, this is this is it. You come out of this loss and you're kind of like, all right, it's okay, guys. We'll get the next time. Uh-uh, we don't have time for that. Wake, wake the bleep up. Let's go. Game three, let's go. Like, I kind of like the fire that he's bringing. What are your thoughts on it, Brian? Generally with championship teams, there's always some sort of chaos. And there's always – and accountability or something that happens. I go back to my 2012 Baltimore Ravens. Mm. They got blown out so bad by the Houston Texans that Terrell Suggs had called Ray Lewis and said, hey, General, we need you back down here. We know you hurt, but we need you in this area because everything is out of whack. And they had their players only means. We've seen this with the Mm -hmm. Miami Heat during their run. So this right here, I think, like you said, I'm with you. I think it's healthy. You need to, everybody let it all out. And then what's going to happen is they're going to be pissed off for greatness. So I do think this is good. But, and and maybe they needed this because I think, was it, they went, the last series went too long. It, it should have been over in five or six games. It went, it went the distance. So this is what they need. And I'm not surprised it comes from Marcus Smart. He actually became one of my favorite players when he was in Oklahoma mm-hmm. State and watching him. And, you know, he's always kind of had that edginess to him. I'm like, you know, I kind of went mind seeing him in the purple and the gold, <laughs> to be honest with you. It is um weird rooting for him at times because he do wear those ugly green yeah it's hard to root for boston in general yeah um but i'm I'm really excited about this and um (laughs) it's going to make for great tv yes it is i mean you're talking about it you know we're talking about it so this is this is gonna be interesting And smart has been consistently the the dog in the team the one that's been fiery and bringing the bringing the um 
edge that they need. I mean, Jalen Brown's been doing a tremendous job all playoffs as well as Jason Tatum. But I think Marcus Smart really has been the biggest difference because he brings the physicality. He's not afraid to get in your face for opponents and for his own teammates to, to, to get them going. You have to light a fire under somebody because – as you mentioned, Boston should not have taken the Raptors to seven games. They should have closed that series out earlier. And they should have closed out at least game two. So the consistent theme is that they have not been able to close out. They're, they have been able to start strong, but they're not finishing strong. And when you get into the playoffs at this point of the season, you have to be able to, to start. And, and like uh, Jimmy Butler was saying at the end of the game, play a full 48 minutes. If it goes into overtime, play that too. But, you know, you cannot have a slow start or a slow finish. It's got to be from end to end. That's a championship team. And I think that's the biggest thing that we're we're seeing them struggling with right now. Go ahead. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you're not mad that we lost, I don't want you on my team. I I, I don't want you on my team. You should be equally upset. It's like if, you know, the Fab Five and we have a show and we don't bring our A game, we need to hold each other accountable. And because at the end of the day, I'm holding you accountable because I love you and I care about you. You're my brother. We're in the trenches. You're my sister. We're in the trenches. We're in the grind together so that we can be great. Then when things aren't so great, we need to hold each other accountable for it. We saw this happen with Phil Jackson's Lakers Mm -hmm. at times. You know, um, like I mentioned, the Heat, they were down 0-2 and this happened. So um, with with, uh, Shaq and Wade's Heat, that is. Yes. Well, as you mentioned, I like the accountability piece that you're talking about because this is it, this is not just a regular season game. We're in the playoffs. You're in the Eastern Conference Finals. I agree with you. If you're not mad coming out of this game, I definitely don't want to be on the floor with you. But looking on the other side at Miami, I definitely want to talk about what they've been doing consistently. So coming up, we continue talking around the Heat Celtics series. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian H. Waters on the show here for Locked On Wizards as we are discussing the NBA playoffs Recapping Thursday night's action as the Heat took a commanding 2-0 lead over the Celtics. Miami has been exceeding all expectations, in my opinion. Really showing people the the fact that 
you look dumb for overlooking us because a lot of people wrote them off. A lot of people did not expect them to sweep Indiana. I talked about this earlier this week on the show. They didn't expect them to sweep Indiana. They didn't expect them to knock off Milwaukee in five. Here they are now up 2-0. It's not a fluke. Miami is a top team. And they were the number four seed, so I don't know why they didn't get as much credit or didn't get as much respect on their name. But when you look at what Miami brings to the floor, they have the ability to have different players step up in key moments. Jimmy Butler has been doing a tremendous job of being consistent. But everybody else, whether it's Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic one game or Duncan Robinson, who was the game changer in game two, it's, it's always someone. Bam Adebayo. And it's not the key thing. It's not always just getting buckets. It's getting a big black like Bam's to win game one or getting a big defensive stop like Jimmy Butler did to help them close out game two. You know, they have been finding ways to win and they've been having a number of pieces that are able to do it. Is this a championship team? <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's disrespectful to say they're not one. I love the fact that you brought up the fact that they are 4C. Therefore, you know, if you to me in basketball, if you're in that top four, for the most, not all the time in that top four, you know, I feel like that's that upper echelon. So you should be taken serious. Obviously, one and two. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I knew when I saw an interview Jimmy Butler did when he talked about that, you know, he had that look in his eyes like they meant business and they were going to win, you know, they were going for the whole thing. It wasn't just, oh, let's just go do this bubble. I knew that they meant business. But another thing is, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. People wouldn't bring up the fact that he's like, I think a third team mm-hmm. in three years or fourth team in four years. When he was in Chicago with Derrick Rose, we saw what should have been a changing of the guard. I just think they mismanaged and they jumped too soon. I don't think they should have moved Derrick Rose, but they did. But we did see during those runs that Jimmy Butler was showing, hey, he could drop his 20 uh, points as well. Well, then he goes to Minnesota, and let's be real, the team wasn't – they didn't have a coaching Mm -hmm. staff that could blend the two worlds together and help them understand he was ready to win, but they wasn't on his level yet. You know, the Andrew Wiggins and the Carl Anthony Towns, they just – they wasn't on his level yet. Jimmy Butler was getting in their head, calling them – soft and everything so then he goes to philly and i thought i honestly think that if he was still in philly they would be in this situation but you know he goes to miami they showing him love and respect and he's you know these the players they watch the shows they listen to uh, the podcast they know jimmy butler knows that people don't think he's a guy that can bring a championship that he's a guy that can do big things so that's why i do believe that you know he has that that um killer instinct that we always talk about and i think that they can be a championship team but make no mistake about it i'm not picking them because they still got to go through my los angeles Lakers. yeah you know hey i i'm just throwing it out there i mean it's they absolutely <laughs> are looking like a team that can that is is setting themselves up to be in the championship without a doubt. And as you mentioned, this is not mm-hmm. a matter of just what Boston is doing wrong. It's a lot of what Miami is doing right. And so it's not, you know, respectful to even dismiss and, and assume that Boston just going to be able to easily come back. There's going to be a fight. And Miami is definitely setting themselves up nicely right now being up 2-0, but also just looking at the way they're playing, the way they're 
it's just next level right now. You know, they're just they're turning a corner right now. And I know I've talked about it before with having a championship coach in Eric Spolster and a champion in Pat Riley and a dog in Jimmy Butler who is out to prove something and out to show, as you mentioned, that it's not it's not me. It's them, you know, like Philly, this is what you're missing out on. Minnesota, this, like this is exactly why he was getting into the conflicts he was with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins because he was thinking on a different level than them. The mentality he has is a champion mentality. And we are seeing how that's translating over with Miami, and it's been really fun to watch. I mean, you look at the, the stats across the board in their win, Drogic with 25 points, Bam with 21-10 rebounds, um, Duncan Robinson, 18 points. Butler only had 14, but it's not – I can't even say only because they just had so many pieces. Jay Crowder and Tyler Hero combined for 23. I mean, they are really looking like a fun team to watch, and they honestly could give whoever comes out of the West, if they do make it to the finals, that's going to be a heck of a series. But I see this still being early. It's 2-0 is nothing. We've seen a number of teams come back from 2-0. And I think this is still going to be a six or seven game series, but it would be something if Miami is able to close this out sooner. I, I mean, at that point, um, but I think that for Boston, the biggest thing that's getting exposed is something I've been noticing over time is down the stretch. They don't really have as many play pieces off the bench. They have about five strong, especially once Gordon Hayward went down, um, you know, and they don't, they're, they're missing, they're missing that depth. They're missing the, ability to have seven or eight players that can in prime moments step up and impact the game in some way. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, the Celtics heat game three is on Saturday, but we definitely have to get into game one Friday night. You talk about the purple and gold, the Lakers, you know, we're both LeBron fans. Well, you know, we're both LeBron fans. I can say that confidently, and, and I'm okay with admitting that always and have no problem, even on my wizard show. Guys, I'm sorry. So coming up, we get into more around what's going on in the NBA playoffs in our Western Conference matchup. The Nuggets-Lakers tip off Friday night, two nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time, and we've got to get into our thoughts on this series in the Western Conference. Let me tell you guys about the delicious treat that's going to allow you to snack healthy. That's right. You can do both. If you know me, you know I have a sweet tooth. I enjoy cupcakes, cookies, brownies, all of the sweets. And Built Bar actually has delicious flavors. Let me just run down some of my favorites. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, mint brownie, salted Caramel, yes, caramel, not caramel, and peanut butter brownie. Delicious. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're healthy. So it's great if you are on a keto diet or working to lose or maintain weight, you can do all that while snacking on a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and I definitely recommend Built Bar. So if you head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Now you can save money, eat healthy, and eat delicious. Doesn't get any better than that. So go ahead on over to BuiltBar.com and try the best-tasting protein bars. And I can guarantee you, from me to you, you will not regret it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian H. Waters, host of Breaking Through Glass Ceilings and the Wrestling Realm. Joining me, your host, Renee Washington, here on Locked on Wizards, as we are discussing the NBA playoffs. So we've had a chance to talk about the 2-0 series between the Heat and Celtics with Game 1 of the Nuggets-Lakers Friday night. Not what we expected. Not what we, four or five months ago, were thinking was going to be our Western Conference Final. Yet the Nuggets have shocked the sports world, knocking off the Clippers. Whew. This Nuggets team giving me a lot of similarities to what we're seeing from the Heat, honestly, where they are a team that is out to prove something. They're a top team out of the West, yet once again, much like with Miami, a team that people automatically wrote off because we all assumed it was going to be Clippers-Lakers. Talk to me about previewing this, this game one and what you expect coming into Friday's matchup. I know everybody is loving the Denver Nuggets story if they're not Lakers fans or not LeBron James fans. Right. I know they love that. But this is the thing people got to understand. The Nuggets have played a lot of basketball games. You know, they've been in the bubble a little bit longer than the Lakers. The Lakers closing out both series, um, in, you know, and given, uh, even though people won't call it a gentleman's sweep because they lost mm-hmm. game one in both of them, it, it was a gentleman's sweep. I think that they have the size to match up. You know, you got three big guys, right? And I know, you know, Anthony Davis didn't, doesn't like to play the center position, but you got Dwight Howard and Hammond JaVale McGee. They're going to give uh, Jokovic trouble. Jamal Murray is great. I respect what he's doing, but they're really going to miss Will Barton, not having mm. Will Barton in this series. So I'm really, I, I'm going to oh. put it on record. Okay. I'm going to put it on record. Oh, I'm calling a wow. Sweep, and I don't like calling a sweep. I just think LeBron James is so determined. Um, you know, when you watch these games, right? And you being a, a diehard sports fan, I'm going to bring up this one. You're a diehard Eagles fan. Yes. Right? I know you knew, you had confident that you were confident they was going to win the Super Bowl when they played the Patriots, right? But wasn't there a little bit of like, but what if they don't? Not doubt, but what if they don't, right? That's the kind of stuff that kind of crept up when the Lakers lost to Portland. Not so much Houston, but with Portland, it was like, wait a minute. When you started thinking, I, for me, I was like, Dame ruined the first game without Kobe, right? That first game back, Dame came in the Staples Center, everybody's in mourning, and he dropped all those points. So then I'm like, is he going to do this again? No, nah, that's not going to happen. So you, you immediately shake it. Houston, I ain't feel the same way. You know, I felt like, yeah, James Harden is nice. He's annoying to watch play, but <laughs> whatever. 
I don't have none of that. I think that the way, and the reason is, right, usually they have a tendency, teams have a tendency to let the other one stick around. They go up 3-1, like the Clippers, right? They let Mm -hmm. uh, Denver stick around. Utah let them stick around. The Lakers have not done that this year. Now, when I've thought about it, I said, okay, well, with Portland, it was the fact Dane was hurt. So, and then we had the um, right. pause of the games at the time. So I was like, all right, well, they wasn't going to win anyway. But it showed me something different when they uh, close out the um, Houston Rockets. Because even with Kobe and Shaq, Kobe and Shaq, would go up to the back when they would do best of three, go up two to nothing, and then they go to game five. You know, they go up three to one, and then they drop game six, uh, five, and then go back home to LA and close it out. I don't see that with this Lakers team. So that's the reason why I think it's going to be a sweep. And I see how determined when you watch Le- LeBron has been doing what people have been wanting him to do, and that's going to, as a you know, NBA 2K <laughs> takeover mode and just dominate. And Anthony Davis has been following. But then you got Caruso. And then you have the others who follow suit. So uh, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard are rested. They are very rested because they didn't play much. Now, there's always a talk to Frank Vogel stay with that. Um, I know when they was talking about the Clippers, do he stick with the – do he go bring his big man in or do he stick with the small ball lineup? I don't know. You know, I'm not a coach. But I can't wait to see it. I think, but I do think this is going to be a sweep. I don't think the Lakers come out flat in game one. I do think Denver comes out excited, but eventually the inexperience will catch up with them. And I think it catches up with them in this. You know, Brian, I I like a lot of the things you said there. And I agree with, with all of them. Um, You know, the biggest thing for me is looking at Denver and I've been saying this, and I definitely talked about this earlier this week. Denver gives me vibes of a young San Antonio with like Tim, uh, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. I'm not saying that I'm not compa- saying that Jamal Murray is whoever or that Jokic is Tim Duncan. I'm not saying that, but they give me those vibes of just like a true championship type team where it's more of a you know they don't have just one star superstar in that sense, but more of a well balanced team. And I, I get those vibes, and I've been saying, I feel like they are a couple years out from being a championship team. You know, I think they're going to continue to get this through this experience between last year's playoff run, this year's playoff run, that, you know, come one, two years from now, you know, they're a team that's going to be really dangerous to watch out for in terms of a championship. I do also feel like for the Lakers, they're kind of rope-a-doping teams right now. Like, it's like I used to run track, and I used to be a distance <laughs> runner, and the – concept was you just stay behind that number one person you let them lead set the pace and you just kind of stay right behind them let them tire themselves out and then you just pass them and so I feel like the Lakers Mm, right now are kind of doing this the same thing like when I saw them lose to Portland I was like they're they're basically just saying hit me with your best shot you know let me see what you got we're gonna go back to the drawing board adjust and then we'll just you know finish out the series definitely with Houston it felt like that and, you know, everybody, as soon as they lost game one, oh, it's over. The Lakers aren't winning it this year. LeBron's choke, choking again, whatever, whatever. Nah, I just really feel like the Lakers are on a different level. I think they have such a level of versatility, experience. You still have the best player in the game on your team. But the difference between the Lakers and the Clippers, the Lakers and the Bucks, 
those specific teams who everyone had all these high expectations for who are now both at home is that their superstars haven't been in these situations where they have failed before. LeBron has been in a series like when they lost to the Mavs when he was with Miami, when they underperformed and did not win a championship. They, this was the first time that the, especially for Kawhi with the Clippers, that they were a favorite to win it all and did not. So LeBron knows what it feels like to get into a, a be on a team that everyone has winning the championship and you don't win it. And I just think that with this team, with their size, I, I mean, they match up better with everyone because they can play small ball like they did against Houston. And you sit JaVale and, and Dwight. You can have Dwight or JaVale and, and Anthony Davis, LeBron. You, have, you can have a bigger lineup. They do have shooters now. Danny Green, I don't know what he's, you know, you never know what you're going to get from certain players like Danny Green. But having Rondo back is huge. Kuzma's been playing well. And Caruso, they have, to me, the most complete team. And it's not just because I'm a LeBron fan, but I just don't think that anybody else has that next level gear that the Lakers can kick into with LeBron still being, at his age, still the best player in the league. So I agree. I think this series, I was going to say five. I think the Lakers will give him one. But I do also agree with what you said about the fatigue and the fact that the Nuggets were down 3-1 in back-to-back series, one in seven. And they aren't the, you know, the, they aren't the Lakers. You know, this is a young team. So that, it's going to catch up to them after a while. And I do think this is where it's going to happen. I think the Lakers might win game one. I think the Nuggets maybe win game two or three. But I think the Lakers do close it out in like five. That's my, that's my prediction. I like that. Um, I, I love the rope-a-dope um, reference. Because I, you know, I never heard of it. You know, when I think of Ropadope, I think of Muhammad Ali oh, yeah. versus George Foreman. But, um, yeah, you, you definitely brought up a good point. And I, I think it also comes down to coaching, too. You got to look at people have been mm-hmm. sleeping on Frank Vogel. And I think he's been doing a great job with this team. You know, everybody thought, well, why did the Lakers get Frank Vogel? And then, but they got Jason Kidd waiting in the wings for Frank Vogel to essentially mess up, but the coaching staff is good. And playoff Rondo. Rondo said it when he signed with them that his goal was to become a um, his goal was to become a um, the a player to win the championship with both the Ooh, Lakers and the yes, Celtics. That's right. So you know this would be something special and. I just look at the, you know, Rondo's a dog. He he, the, the play, he's built for playoff basketball. We we saw how he was with uh, mm-hmm. in New Orleans. We saw the Bulls. I think he, if he doesn't get hurt, of his when um, you know, they would have pulled off an upset a few years ago. It might have been against Boston. I think I, I might think be wrong, was. but we we obviously saw what he did in Boston, and you know, so playoff Rondo is something special. So I think we're right now. I think we um. We're watching something special with the Los Angeles Lakers. And, you know, congratulations, Denver. Great Mm -hmm. Cinderella story. (laughs) But the road ends here. I've always thought the Lakers was the best team in the NBA. I thought they was the most, you know, one of the more complete teams in the NBA. I know people said, well, with the shooters and this, that, and the other. One thing we can't deny, they were a number one seed. People fail to realize that. They was a number one seed coming in to the playoffs right before the pandemic hit, right before they had beat the Clippers, the Bucks, yep. and the Celtics. Yep. 
and and it's so crazy, but they probably won't face. It's a possibility that the last remaining team that everybody thought they would face won't. They won't face, mm-hmm. and that would be the Celtics. Which means, you know, but the, but the Lakers built a championship team, right? I think the Bucks beat a team. They built the team. They they really kind of kept their team, uh, and I think the Clippers beat built the yes. team to beat the Lakers. Yes. And we saw that in 2014, uh, 2013, um, when 2013-14, when the Indiana Pacers, their whole goal was to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and beat the Heat. But that they did, they missed. They that was their biggest focus was to get back and beat the Heat, and That's they a did. Good comparison. So. The Lakers yes, are championship. Yes. I do. That was one of the biggest things that actually annoyed me about the Clippers because they were put on this pedestal that they hadn't earned yet. They didn't do anything. When's the last? Mm-hmm. Did right. you see the thread? Yes. On Twitter. I mean, when's the last time the Clippers <laughs> even made it to the finals? They're the longest franchise across um, all sports that hasn't even made it to a conference final. It's been like 50 years or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. They haven't done anything. So, yes, they had Kawhi and they have Paul George and they have Doc Rivers. And, you know, they, you, can, you can spin all the stories and angles you want. At the end of the day, until you actually win a championship, I don't want to hear it. And so they were put on this pedestal they had not earned. And they really were preparing solely for the Lakers. And it's a good teachable moment for anybody that pays attention to sports because it teaches you you cannot overlook a step. They completely overlooked the Nuggets. They should have closed out that series after five, and they didn't. Too busy focused on the Lakers, didn't take care of business, and they didn't even get to the Lakers. Moral of the story, focus on, you know, the now. (laughs) Don't be so focused on the future, you miss the present. And so they messed up because they played poorly, and they choked. And I'm happy the Nuggets won, actually, because the better team deserved to win, and that was Denver. But I do agree. I think the, the road ends here. I'm excited to see how both of these series shake out. I think that tonight's going to be very telling of exactly um, as we're talking about, you know, the fact that Denver maybe just really isn't ready yet. I think that Lakers will have some answers for Jamal Murray and for Nikola Jokic. So thank you, Brian, for joining us on here to talk around the NBA playoffs. We'll have you back on the show on Monday as we get into the all NBA teams. Where can people follow you to keep up with all that you've got going on in sports and your shows? and all your content. Uh, you can follow me at Brian H. Waters on all platforms. And I'm a heavy uh, <laughs> tweeter, and I interact. And I, uh, I like talking to people. I like talking to people about sports, life, you know, um, social issues, young and restless, <laughs> WWE. So just follow me at Brian H. Waters. I like it. I like it. Well, thank you again for joining us on the show. I'm excited to have you back here on Monday. The disrespect is Bradley Beal did not make an all NBA team. We'll be talking about that here on Monday. But hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with our content each and every day for the latest news, stories, and updates we're bringing you here on the show. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you back here Monday for more on Locked on Wizards. Washington, out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 